Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Tonight, we got them, Goldie and the Salt. This is a chemical, chemical, disgusting, 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 disgusting. And it starts right now. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display podcast for writers, by writers, who hate writing. Before we bring out the biggest guest we've ever had by height. We got him. Uh, we got him. Before we bring him out, we just got a yes. couple things to clean up. And then we're we're so excited about our guest today because uh, he's, let's let's be honest, he saved both of our lives. Aww. So I yep. think it's time we pay him back with a no money appearance on our podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we, but we did want to talk for a minute up top about some some slightly sad news. JC, get your finger ready. Um, Polly oh. Walnuts, aka Tony Sirico from The Sopranos, passed away. He week. gone. He gone indeed. Um, we loved him. He was awesome. He was one of the best parts of the best drama ever made. So we're sad that he's gone. Oh, uh, Goldie, I know you had a couple thoughts about him. Yeah, I mean, he, the funniest, maybe the funniest person in a non-comedy ever. Yeah, um, yes. and that he and James Caan were probably the last two men alive who could believably end a sentence with the words, since you were in short pants. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, short pant oh, industry. First joke of the day. First joke <laughs> yeah. of the day. And this, and this is. was something I grew up with because my dad was born in 1920. But And I think people have forgotten when you were a boy in that era, you used to have to earn your pants. They would yes. give you pants as a sign of maturity. And so my dad one day pulled me aside. They would make you wear knickers or short pants oh, wow. until you earned pants. And my dad one day pulled me aside and he was almost crying. And he told me about the day he earned his pants. Wow, that's a <laughs> so, real thing? Whenever yeah. you think the time we're living in is maybe not the best time, just remember, like, pants used to not be a given. Uh, they weren't a basic <laughs> human right back right. then. I had to yeah. At least we that can was... just wear pants without performing some sort of huge feat. <laughs> <laughs> that was Roe v. Gant. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but short pants, by the way, the short pants industry is kind of 
taking a nosedive, I'd yeah. say. But luckily, luckily, I shorted short pants, so I'm doing <laughs> <Okay>. pretty well. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> You're pissed off by that. But Tony Sirico, hilarious. As you said, very well put. The funniest guy in a non-comedy ever. I think that's that could be a good list someday, but he's yeah. definitely at the top. Yeah. Um, we had another th- uh, event this week that was not so sad, which is... Um, our good friend, John Viner, who is not asked to be a part of this podcast, um, <laughs> celebrated a big birthday this week. Goldie, I know you got him something special. Yeah. Uh, he turned 50 and I thought, wow. what Happy better birthday, John. than to get him a cameo from my favorite person on cameo, you. So I <laughs> ordered a cameo from you, Alex Sulkin, under the guise of being John Viner's father and not yes. being sure which birthday he was celebrating. And I listed some facts I thought I knew about my son, and you and you delivered. <laughs> Thank you. It was so funny, by the way. First of all, you wrote uh, Viner famously has a an interesting relationship with his father, as many of us do. Sure. But uh, so Goldie wrote all these sort of angry factoids about John Viner as, uh, you know, as told by his father, allegedly. So <laughs> one of them was happy 55th birthday. That's how it started <laughs> yeah. out, which was funny. He didn't quite know what day it was. Your um, sister has more children than you, and she's a woman. Right. That was one of them. <laughs> and then where I really lost it was at the end when you had your shirts don't fit right. You don't know your own size. <laughs> and also the very last one, which is you get blotchy on camera. <laughs> The, the, the whole All thing true, was a perfect maybe? encapsulation of the, the relationship between the three of us, which was, I did all this work. Somehow you made money and got credit for it, and he felt bad. That's our friendship in a nutshell. You had the perfect text about that to all of us. You were like, and somehow, like everything we've ever worked on, Alec was the only one who got paid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, again, thank you for the ca- and you did a and rush happy order birthday. cameo. Happy birthday to our yeah, happy friend. birthday, yes. John Viner. Happy fifty fifth. Yeah. We we did fifty fifth. Someone who since day one we've had cycled in our celebrity uh, uh, booking booklet is our guest today. We've been teasing it for two weeks, even further out. This is our fiftieth episode, and we yes. may be quitting after today. But if we do. <laughs> We can quit happy because today we have the man, the legend, who saved both me and Goldie, sports center icon, the most natural host in the history of late night. We know that. Yes. <laughs> we got it. The man, the legend, six foot five of him. Did I say that right? He'll correct me when he's out here. I read his Montana State stats. He had a, ooh, what a jump in his second year he had. He was averaging 4.7 a game in year two. He was pouring it in in the big sky. Awesome. Um, let's bring him out here. We, we usually wait to bring guests uh, till after Johnny Jokes, but we can't wait today. So let's bring him in here. Mr. Craig Kilborn, thank you so right, much welcome. for being with us today. Woo! Hello, young people. Thank you for having me. I want to see if my voice makes Alec giggle uncontrollably like yesterday. That's right. Yeah, we did We did your podcast, The Life Gorgeous. Well, let's call that a test show. Uh, we did oh, test shows, so that's good. No, a couple, a couple things uh, that I wanted to say. We did, a, we did a show yesterday, and I was very tired, and there's a reason. I'm going to tell you why. But I thought your guys' energy would perk me up, which didn't happen. But <laughs> I was I was tired 
Alex laughing threw me off. And then I found out Goldie had requested Ramblin' Man, and I got angry. <laughs> That's right. When I heard about Ramblin' Man, no, I'm kidding. But do you guys, just as far as the fatigue factor. Tell him why I was laughing. I, I mean, I, I do my, I don't deconstruct, but I, there's something about my breathing on Instagram where I'm yes. sitting in my club chair and I'm going to, I'm going to say something to the young people, the, the followers, and I, <sighs> and I said to Princess Cherry, my significant other, I, I said, so Alec lost it. And I, and I don't know, I'm not sure why I do it. I think I do. She says, well, aren't you trying to act like you're meditating and being peaceful? I said, this is the thing I always want. I wanted to tell you guys this. This happened in the last 10 years, whatever. We all grew up, especially in our 20s, we were like addicted to comedy. Joke, joke, joke. Comedy, 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 comedy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't watch a lot of comedies anymore. I watch a lot of espionage and dynamic things and, you know, the, that kind of uh, verbal sparring on the air. Sure. And I said, I just, I don't, I don't care about comedy as much as being, just being superior. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the breathing, I'm deconstructing, yeah. which I, I hope doesn't take away the magic, but I think it does. I think the breathing might be a superior sigh of I've a, I'm basking and I've accomplished yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, it is. It, it's sort of like a, your mini moment of Zen, which you used to do all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And the, the breath out is sort of. It's it's a very funny thing because it's it it holds the audience hostage in a weird way. It's like you're making them wait through this long exhale, but they, it's, it's like it's building up what's coming as though it's about to be delivered by Confucius, which I feel is the case. You you nail it. You it nail is, it. It is also just a going off on that a little bit. My dad loved Richard Burton. Yeah, and and these I don't know if you think Richard Burton overacts, but. There's something dynamic about dramatic pauses and overacting, if it's done right. Yeah. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I've said many times my theory about acting. Acting is yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean? What do you mean by that? The best actors build themselves up to eventually yelling in a forceful way. Oh, and then that, you take the clip of the yelling and you say, here's a great actor. Watch this scene. And it's Nickel Sanders. It's here's Johnny. It's <laughs> Okay. I didn't know what you meant by that, but I'm just going to tell you something. Okay. I've recommended this movie to people and I didn't see it for years. And you have to be in the mood. Sometimes period pieces, you have to be in the mood. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know what we're listing later. Yep. And I don't have Gladiator in there, even though I loved it, but I saw it once, but I'm not rewatching it. Right. I'm not at this point. I have to be in the mood. Sure. Right. Beckett with Peter O'Toole, I blew me out of the water because he's yelling and he's despotic the entire time, and it's so dynamic. And I said to my friend who also watched it, and he said he's better in, in Beckett than he is in Lawrence of Arabia, and I totally agree. Mm. There's something about Shakespearean actors when they yeah. yell; it's yes. ridiculous. <laughs> it's great. It's great. You know, I confess, I have never seen Same. Beckett, and yet I, know I will say, when I when I started on the Late Late Show and you watched my comedy, you said, "Do you remember what you said?" Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't low enough for me. It was too. You were screaming. Yeah. If if it's and high, you were pitched, right. You were yes. <laughs> oh, well, you were right. Can I say something? Yes. Just to and let I've you know. learned since well, to ground I, myself. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna open up. You guys are yeah. pulling this out of me. I'm being vulnerable. Okay. When you just it. said you, I was right, I I could have told you that I did stuff on the air that drove me crazy. I go, Craig, 
what are you doing? That's obnoxious or that's irritating. So you have to watch and make adjustments, in my opinion. That's yes. right. Yeah. In you know, my wife and I, I, I wanted to talk about this up top, and it somehow dovetails into what we're talking about, is um, a few weeks ago, there, there was a whole thing where going to her cousin's wedding. We got into a, a little bit of a row over you know, whether we were going to this wedding or not in Santa Cruz and this, and this, and you know, you bet, blew you up very a little badly bit. wanted to go. Right. I, yeah. I <laughs> insisted on being at this wedding uh, and it blew up a little bit. And then this morning she said, you know, well, due to X, Y, and Z, it turns out you were right. And I said to her, it's worth the fight to be right. <laughs> no. no and that's how i feel about marriage and that's how i feel about oh. your initial opinion of me that is as much as i felt embarrassed and ashamed when you told me that about myself <laughs> it was right. worth it because I, you watched me grow up yeah and in a sense you raised me right <laughs> well since we're on Goldie, Goldie worked harder than anybody, but he was very yeah. good on the air. He was he's just a funny guy. I mean, there he were is. things there were things that we did. So Alec, he actually replaced you again if if you're replaceable. Wally so you Pitt, guys didn't Lou Gehrig. So you didn't overlap. So I don't know if he he showed you every single thing he did. I don't think he, there are things he did. I saw a lot. I saw a lot of Goldie. Did you stuff. ever see uh, I no, I, I had to. Come, <laughs> I had to come up with a. De- I always had to come up with these desk chats, but some of them were memorable. But it was during the NBA playoffs on ABC, NBA championship on ABC, and I was very irritated that for the casual fan, they always like to add different camera angles, and I can watch the same camera angle the whole time, just sure. about mid court, a little, then a little bit to yeah. the free throw line. Just I want to see the perspective, and they had this weird camera that was on a cable floating mm. floating to give you a high angle of the action like oh and i couldn't <laughs> see the ball i couldn't see the players so i did a thing with goldie on the desk chat he sat in the guest chair and i said okay guys we're going to put a pie in his face we're going to show you from the high angle camera <laughs> how satisfying is it and then it's the low angle and then so he took a pie in the face twice i go let's try that again look again <laughs> did you ever see that salt did you ever see that or not no but i, I can't oh. see how that exactly describes goldie's range taking a well, pie in the face I, I mean, the he was, was willing to do I, anything i love yeah. the show so much and i was so grateful for the job and i still am that like i would suffer any humiliation uh, yeah. because i was having the best time of my life and oh. so just so you know when when you put a cream pie in someone's face, I imagine you've never had one because you're a dignified individual. But like the whipped cream instantly turns. So and it's up your nose and oh, in yeah. your ears. So you're smelling rotting oh, cream God. for like a day and it's a half. A, but I, form, I shaved my head yeah. on the show for the first time. You shaved me bald. Oh I don't know God. if you remember that. The pie that. in the wow. face is a form of waterboarding, and I apologize. No. Yeah. Was, you, you, um, I played yeah, Andre I Agassi and recreate a press photo. Yeah, wow. that's right. He that. shaved his head. He also did a great thing. Uh, he would be in the crowd like they were going to propose. He had a girlfriend. They would come up, and he had a big question for her. And it wasn't. It was ne- We always thought it was going to be a proposal on the air, and it was kidding. We have a threesome or something ridiculous, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, my and favorite then, part of that bit was you. You'd say, "Well, why are you doing this right here, right now?" And I would say. Well, Craig, I'm just a huge fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it, and I know Goldie was acting then. His acting must have been great because as we documented on this podcast, the, the idea of a threesome is not this man. Goldie says, no, thank no, you. I, we, you don't know because you haven't heard all the back episodes, but there was a, a story when I was in college and my, 
my girlfriend at the time wanted to have a three-way and I was very offended and I was like I am in love with you oh that's great oh my god I got really tits out of here and there was just a lot of high-pitched yelling on my part because I hadn't learned oh that's funny (laughs) I love that I did see speaking of Late Late Show bits with Goldie very funny bit with Goldie and Ted Jessup where they were washing cars in the parking lot that was a very I don't remember all these things but that was a bet with the Maloof brothers I think it was (laughs) Or or no, maybe that prompted it. If if they were washing my car in jean shorts, and then later. I, the the, yeah. the Sacramento Kings were playing the Wolves in the playoffs. This is with KG, and we won that series. And I said, if I if I win, you have to wash my car in jean shorts <laughs> to the Maloof brothers. But I think it was prompted by yeah, Ted that was and, a Ted great bit. Goldie. That was a great bit. Oh, Jessup. <sighs> <laughs> oh, there's the exhale. <laughs> We're learning. So why? So Alec, why? Uh, it was it was low energy yesterday, correct? Was it? Yeah. My, it was. I was low energy. Oh, I yes. didn't tell you why. You did. You blamed us. No, no. I thought you guys would pick me up, even yeah. though I had I yeah. had low energy. I took. I, I do this once every two months. I either take a valerian root to, for a nice sleep or melatonin, <laughs> and melatonin. Oh, yeah. Knocks you out the next day where you're just spaced out. You're yes. Like, yeah. Yes. So I was like out of it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I remember the warm up guy on the, on the Late Late Show. He used to say, "Craig feeds off your energy." <laughs> oh, Lewis Dix. I Lewis can't Dix. remember the, the the guy we had. Roger. The, Roger was great. Yeah. And we had another guy, and he would give him candy, and he would right before I went on, he'd say, "They're out of. They're great. They're great." And he, other times he'd say, "I tried. I tried." You know that kind of thing. But yeah. it was one of those things where the audience was either too quiet or too loud. It was yeah. never, <laughs> never the right level. I mean, I know. Yes. It's true. Either if weeping I can, at everything. If I can name drop, yeah. I, always think, I always think former hosts can name drop. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bill Murray has an 800 number, and I, uh, he did the show. He was very nice. He, did the, he was great. Yeah. But uh, I had called him about uh, Charlie's Angels. I had called his 800 number to be on the show. And he called me back and left a message, and he said, you know, I want everyone to catch Angel Fever, but I don't know if I'm going to be out in L.A., but if I am, I'll do your show. Enjoying your show, although the crowd's pretty crazy there, aren't they? They're pretty loud. <laughs> yeah. like, I knew they were like, it's such a small audience, and yeah. they were so loud yeah. that, uh, you know. What you well, do? I think you, in a way, you invited that kind of energy. You know, like they didn't know any better. Again, we talked hey, about this a little yesterday. We're having a good time too. It's hard to just tell them, right. "Hey, I know you're having a good time. Have a little less of a good time. Yeah, <laughs> put a ceiling on your good times." Well, they bought they bought into the myth of the fake Craig Kilborn. And that's why they were whooping and hollering like it was a frat party. <laughs> and they don't know. It was, it was not. It was absolutely not a frat party. It was no, a it cool, wasn't. It was a cool vibe in the hills. It was supposed totally. to be my dad in the hills. They were waiting for a frat party. I played party. a lot of bossa nova music. Which you did. I which I don't yeah. believe is That's not frat fratty. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Wait, Janice, we, we talked yesterday briefly. I, I never understood the frat boy thing. And Goldie, who went to Columbia, said, why do they say frat boy? You're not frat boy at all. I thought it was the, the clean cut. We can't uh, control the way we look. <laughs> you really can't. And um, I think I said I should look more like Clive Owen. And then when I drink, I should look like Tommy Lee Jones. But anyways... <laughs> um, <laughs> I could yeah. see the Clive Owen. Yeah. That was actually one of my questions for you is during the commercial break, you, I used, never tr- to t- you used to take out a mirror. And yes. were you looking for anything in particular or just enjoying yourself? <laughs> There's a story behind Oh, that. yes. Oh, awesome. Good. Well, because I've been, people have given me 
Guff, is that the correct word? Yeah, yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janice, I, I don't have a potty mouth. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm kind of inconsistent on certain things I like and don't. I like, I'm the only man in America. I probably loathe the F word more than anybody in America, so I'm a bit of a square that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there are other words that I do like. Uh, you want to know the old joke from the old joke from the Late Late Show? And try to remind me what we we're talking about. Oh, my hair! We'll come back to the <laughs> hair. Yeah, the mirror. I I I didn't like. We had actresses on from the vagina monologues, and I ah. refused to say the word vagina because I thought it was too clinical. So I called it the V monologues, yeah. and I explained to the audience I'm a little inconsistent. I don't like the clinical word. I I don't mind uh, Mama's silk purse. I think. Was the joke <laughs> I used. But anywho, I did. Uh, so when I was in, I guess I didn't tell you this. I told. I think I told this recently on Rich Eyes, and I'll make it succinct. But at college at Montana State, when I wasn't, you know, lighting up practices, I was. Um, I took some film and TV classes, and there was this TV class, and they were showing Dan Dan Rather on on the monitor, and we were all watching, and they were talking about n- local news, and I think it was about camera shots, but he had a hair out of place, and everyone was giggling. <laughs> everyone was giggling, and they, they weren't listening to what he was saying. People are like, yeah, oh, and I hair. have very fine hair, so I just always had a hand mirror because during the break, I want to make sure if there's a hair out of place, no one is listening, and they're laughing. Look, right. look at his hair oh, out of wow. place. So then it became a bit where... <laughs> They go, look at Kilborn. He's so vain. And I am, and I enjoy it. I like it. I like it because it's it's fun to look at yourself, but it's also fun to bother young people. It's I love it. Was it was it in lieu of interacting with your guest? Was it like just looking at no, your No, I had to I honestly had to check how I just don't want anything out of place. Okay. I have fine hair and it, it just flies around. So yes. you know I that's why I envy Goldie. But um oh, oh he brought it up. Did around. I say that? Stock wow. market crashing. Oh uh, yeah. He's so vain. You you wouldn't survive a day bald. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Well, I will. I, I, I think you're right because I think there are certain people that with the shapes of their head or whatever, or the or if it's too pasty, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, of course, there are other people like you and Yul Brenner and Stanley Tucci that look dynamic. Sure. Yes. People always put us Who's together. that Jason guy? Statham. Jason That's Statham. the guy. That's what yeah. I was just thinking of. He yeah. looks yeah. great. No, yeah. With Craig, with no hair, we, we're getting into a Conrad Bain situation. <laughs> hey, Salt, do you do Jason Statham impression or not? I don't. Oh. I don't, but thank you. I, I, thanks for asking. I don't. Goldie actually has not Maybe you do as Jason Statham, Goldie. I don't know. Why, why would I Because you look that? like him. <laughs> is he British? I mean, that's just, I, that's <laughs> almost like, that's almost racist. It's like on par, yeah. It's like, uh, uh. You know, I always wanted to, there's these little lines that I have in my head, but when you talk about PC, I spent most of my 20s and 30s asking my friends, am I allowed to say this? <laughs> <laughs> and back then you could. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh God. so many. conscious of you. We did. I mean, here's a joke that is inappropriate that was on the air in The Daily Show in the mid-'90s, and it was, you know, the WNBA, the new Women's Professional Basketball League, is, has uh, formed, and it's just the uh, same rules as the NBA, except a smaller ball and an extra timeout for crying. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that— Still perfect today. Is it? I mean— <laughs> That's yeah, not... I, I'm not offended, but I, okay. yeah, I, right. <laughs> just, I think the reaction just isn't going to be what you want either way. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it might get a reaction. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, like, it's like anger that's at a three. So it's, it's not like quite worth the outrage and it's right. laughter that's at like a four, you know, it's. 
Just in the middle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, again, just go ahead, Alec. I was just going to uh, ask you, what, what is yeah. the reason for the, the sighing? I like that the, the sighing, my sighing, makes you laugh. Can you disc- it might encourage me to do it even more, but can you tell me why is it is it what is it? Because it helps me. <laughs> we, we already talked about this. Oh, okay. No, because no, I, I first of all, because we were starting yesterday yesterday your podcast for the first time. It might have been your first test episode. It I was think it not. Was. It, I, it was. You know what? I actually I did we Gibby. I did Gibby and it went very well. But I think it's easier when it's a one person. That's I think very, it's easier. I'm, we're doubly offended now. Look at Goldie's poor <laughs> well, face. Well, I mean, I, I He's told crestfallen. you. crestfallen. I mean, I told you over and over again, Craig, bring me out first. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> do an well, interview with me will... and then bring out Alec to do whatever and I can leave. But you wouldn't listen. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it's like a catchphrase without saying anything. The sigh? Oh, the sigh. Yeah. And okay. also just, just to come out of the gates. And for me, I'm picturing this year of buildup to the podcast and then it starts and you go <laughs> like I was this just is, hysterical well, I, I, my official first episode is, hasn't been you know I'm not sure what it's going to be but I, this is what it's going to be now it's going to be me breathing <sighs> white cheddar popcorn yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah fully vetted topics um, did you yeah, just no, pioneer the catch gesture catch yeah <laughs> the catch the expulsion catch Catch breath. I like that. Did I mention to the audience, because your audience, I should say, these guys are my old friends. They were writers on the show. They were writers who knew sports. We bonded. But they're brilliant people, and they always make me laugh. And they they have so many jokes. The thing that I am stunned by is how prolific they are, because they have, uh, they're both, Alec and Goldie are on Twitter, and they just throw out these brilliant jokes yeah. that someone like me would save for a book or something. But anyway. <laughs> Goldie did save them for a book. To the moon, yes. baby. Um, all right. So let's get into the portion of the show that's killing us. Let's get into some Johnny jokes. From Hollywood, special Craig Kilbar edition. Here's Johnny's. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Nice. All right. Well, we're we're excited today because, uh, in addition to the uh, usual Johnnies, we also have uh, Karnak the Magnificent, or whatever the hell he was called. Yeah, that's it. The, I don't the know great. if this construction is right. Yeah, here we okay. go, Karnak. Now we have uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. A ballpark wiener. There's Marv. Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich, a ballpark wiener. Charlie Sheen. Mm, Pistol Pete Maravich, a ballpark wiener, and Charlie Sheen. Name a hot dog, a Dodger dog, and a horn dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, after a rip-roaring start. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Karnak. And now time for... Johnny number one to take the baton. Here we go. Well, maybe you heard this story. Interesting. A woman from Pennsylvania has been arrested after she used an online dating site to lure men to her home and then hold them hostage for money. Yeah. Uh, Investigators say they were first clued into the scheme by her profile looking for tall, dark, and ransom. (laughs) Tall, dark, and (laughs) ransom. We get a pun right out of the gates. Goldie will tell you that's not unusual. Sand trap. Sand trap. In the the trap. And with a terrible short game. Here we go. A beach in Florida 
was closed last week after a swimmer was infected with a rare brain-eating amoeba. And because it was Florida, officials warned that the brain-eating amoeba is still incredibly hungry. (laughs) Very few brains there to eat. That's the point. Thank you, other Johnnies. A group of pro-Russian hackers disrupted the U.S. Congress website last week. Yeah. So for almost a full day, members were unable to be unable to get anything done. (laughs) (laughs) That's our country in a nutshell. Okay. Big big closer. He's arrived. Big closer. Here we go. Okay. Two and one count. (laughs) (laughs) Singer. Two and one. (laughs) Two and one count. Uh, Singer Grace Slick is opening up about her recent plastic surgery and breast augmentation. Yeah. When asked how she was able to pay for it all, the former Starship singer said she built this titty on rock and roll. <laughs> ah, boom. I saw that coming. Boom. <laughs> well done. Johnny well done. Two. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. A woman who spent $600,000 on surgery to look like Kim Kardashian has now spent $120,000 to look more like her original self. That woman's name is Kim Kardashian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 16 Starbucks. 16 Starbucks storefronts are closing because too many people are robbing them. Yeah, apparently the thieves are charging Starbucks $6 per coffee. (laughs) Slight increase. Uh, Here we go. Okay. The composer of the James Bond theme passed away this week. Yeah. Aww. He gone! <laughs> yeah, apparently he was shot to death in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, now I got a Norm, our, our beloved passed away friend, Norm MacDonald. This is the last one is a Norm MacDonald style <laughs> joke. We love it. Love it. New York City is airing a new public service announcement about what to do in case the city is hit by a nuclear bomb. Citizens are advised in the event of a nuclear attack, there's a simple one-step plan. Start fucking! Excellent. Oh, Craig, can you? Can that was you, good. You, that was. Did you guys ever think about rotating or not? Like one. No, one, two, it would. No? That would put too much gap in between okay. the jokes. Okay. No. Good. good decision. I, I want. Is any comedian will tell you you want to be first. <laughs> Just get it over with. I'm not giving up this position now. I, 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 go, I want to ask something I don't think I've ever asked. Go ahead, ask me. So. <laughs> Played basketball at Montana State. We and we oh, played in a pickup game probably about ten or twelve years ago. And you were really, you were really amazing in the game. I was out of shape. Yeah, I didn't play. But you were game. like incredible. Like I don't, I don't know that I'd ever been that close to someone who was that good at basketball. I you know what you said after real. the game? It was very funny. And you were right. I w- I had been smoking a lot of cigars and I had didn't have much wind. I I just played between the the, the two three point arcs. I got yeah. back. I didn't go. I, it was a shorter distance, so I didn't go underneath the hoop on defense <laughs> or offense. I would just launch. But you like <laughs> won the game in between those lines for your team. But I I, I was I, a Division I, One ball player, Goldie. Right. I'm so sure. you were Division One. So I want to know, high school or elementary school, what what was your best game ever? You know, oh, you know why I question. say that's a great question because. <laughs> I never exploded for a game in high school. I averaged 26 
wow. points a game my Ooh. senior year. My low was 17 and my high was 34. Hmm. Wow. So I did score something like 21 and a half, or, or so, I may have scored 17 and a quarter, but I never exploded. I, uh, anyways, so that's, yeah. I, well, I, I but, but in, in, in college, I did score 20 at, at a very good team. It was, it was at Moscow, Idaho, the Idaho Vandals at the Kibbe Dome. <laughs> And I went wow, eight of nine. Tough place to play. Uh, well, they were, <laughs> they were actually, they actually were a good team then. We lost, and I. It was one of my. Uh, it was the. It was actually the first game I started. I think I because I was a sophomore, and I scored twenty, and then the, the next game I scored twelve. But I, uh, we had the longest three pointer in the country at twenty two feet. It was in nineteen eighty two when the ACC had it inside the top of the key. Yeah, so I, I went four that. for four on threes. But yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, Give us some sense of what the Cavs looked like back then. As you probably know, my brother has beautiful calves. He's yes. more muscular than I am. In fact, let me see if I can remember these descriptions, because we've I've been lifting weights my entire life. No, nothing happens except my chest gets big. Are you guys familiar with ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorph? These are the builds. So my brother had the perfect build. I can't remember which one. I have to look those up to see. One is a fleshy guy. One is a skinny guy. One is a a, a well-built guy. So my my brother responded to lifting weights. His muscles would get big. His veins would pop. And there was this uh, book we had on weightlifting, and it said... Jack LaLanne. It was actually... (laughs) I I don't know. It wasn't Charles Atlas. I can't remember who it was. But it was this book. uh, It might have been Joe Weider from Muscle. Oh, the weight gainer. But it said uh, I would do toe raises like crazy, toe raises on the on the steps, and I'd put weights on. And then I read it said, if you're not blessed with naturally nice calves, it doesn't matter how many toe raises you do, <laughs> nothing, nothing will happen. So I uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have uh, calves. Uh, did you ever have an Did you ever have an in game dunk? Yeah, my, my it's really weird because I have a I have a bad lower back, but I could I could sky when I was a a junior in high school, I could just—that was when I could jump the most. Then I, because I used to do jumping squats, and I could jump, I could dunk off one leg and two two feet and one all this stuff. But um, I, I love saying names of women that girls in high school that you had a crush on. Sure, so you can do that all day. Yeah. So I tell <laughs> me what you think of this name. Now she was a year ahead of me. Yeah. And and she was voted best looking in uh, in class. She <laughs> was a, a fun, bru- fun vote. She was uh, she was a brunette, and her name was still gives me chills. Roxanne Travola. <laughs> That's a good name. That's a hot name. It totally oh, is. Beautiful, Roxanne. Beautiful brunette. Did she have a brother, John? She had a sister who was older, named Darlene, who was blonde oh, wow. and beautiful. That's Darlene's not a good name. Though. So I was playing a game, and. Uh, I, I, my brother was back from Rice University. It was over the holidays. My dad was there, and That's I got a breakaway. I, I never showed emotion because because um, my favorite player was Walt Frazier before I discovered Dr. J. And I and I I got a breakaway finally, and I got my feet set, and I dunked off one one foot, one hand, and I I got excited. The crowd went berserk, and I got excited, <laughs> and I showed a little emotion. And I remember running back. This sound, I, mean, I don't want to, everything was, everything was in slow motion. Yeah. My chest was about to burst. It was like yeah. the greatest moment ever. Yeah. That's awesome. And the weirdest thing is, this is what's weird. I had four dunks in high school in a game. Moments later, 
I got another breakaway and I dunked again harder. I dunked oh twice in one God. game Whoa. and this wow. time no emotion. Yes. Ice cold. And after the game, Act my like buddy and I, Scott Foster and I said, let's call Roxanne and just go driving around. We called back <laughs> and, and she said, you wanted to smile after that dunk, didn't you? You didn't do anything. And oh, I, wow. And Alec, I just felt like, Joe Cool, you know, I don't. Awesome. <laughs> I can't believe you asked me that question. Yeah. What, but what, it was what so song weird. was playing on the radio? Benny Mardonis. Benny <laughs> no. Is that, that's, that's funny great. about these these guilty pleasures with some of these songs. I mean, these, these oh, cheesy. You, you love them. Well, that's, it was funny. It, it, we're, I was going to ask you this later anyway, but we're talking about it now. If, What's on, let, let's get a little flavor of what's on a Craig Kilborn mixtape. You're making a mixtape for Roxanne and mm. ignore the year. Okay. But so like what's on day? your mixtape? Wait, are you saying I'm making like a mixtape back in the 80s? I mean, or when? sure. You mean you back let, then? I would, I would like to hear what's on if you're making a mixtape for a gal. What's on there? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Let me try to think. Well, you see, the problem with music is there's this other... I really like jazz and Bill Evans, and I just think a lot of people will find that boring. No. Yeah. Uh, so it is beautiful. And whenever people hear it, they go, oh, that's really nice. Well, I go, it's Bill Evans. He had a chord structure. He's a piano player. I don't know. He's just amazing. And he played with Miles Davis. But so I don't know if I can answer your question. I, I, I'm sorry. It's too hard because I don't know we'll if I'm start, doing it for Start Ro- with Benny Mardonis. Okay, I yeah. wouldn't do that for Roxanne because that was oh, a song. That was a song for me to get psyched before a game. I would play Barry White, let the music play. I can't get enough of your love. I'd play nice. Benny Mardonis. <laughs> and and I know I, I know it's cheesy, the Benny Mardonis. He is a one-hit wonder. Uh it's just like Manilow, his building on somewhere in the night. Yeah. You know, and I remember when I interviewed him, he said, You have to interview me at the piano because I'm boring. This is Manilow. Aww. And I would and I said, he's not boring. And I and I kept saying how much I enjoyed the modulation and the, and the yeah. building and you keep bursting through the wall and Barry Manilow on the air said, Craig, you get me. Oh <laughs> man, that is an ultimate compliment. That's awesome. Benny Mardonas though, because we've talked, we've talked about this The song is into the night by Benny Mardonas. If you don't right. know it, you should look it up on YouTube and listen to it. I think, and, and this was going to be possibly a top five for later and in the show, but who knows if we'll make it that long. The, he, Benny Mardona's for Into the Night has got to be a top five leave it all on the floor song. That's what that's what it is. At the end, he goes crazy. It's like it's like Phil but he Collins. He starts crazy, right? In Phil Collins, <laughs> against all odds, against all take odds, a, is one of them. Absolutely, ta- take oh, a look at me song. now. Oh, it's yeah, just dynamic. And if I had listened to that, if it had come out earlier, I would have dunked multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> you're dunking to the, the theme from White Knights by Lionel Richie. No, yeah, your, like your, your question is too difficult. I'm not answering it because I like Bossa Nova music. I like Jobim. I like mm. there, there are songs that are really here's the problem with uh, I'm going to tell you something. Your friend Seth MacFarlane sings, yeah. sings and goes around. Yeah. Yeah. And I, some of the songs he chooses, they don't do anything for me. And it's the same with this guy named Mandy Patankin sang. Oh, he goes around him. and sings. And he yeah. was on the air. And I was naming old standards, and he didn't know them. Yeah. And I think I like things that are too melancholy or ballads. I mean, everyone knows Skylark. That's a pretty song. I, I like Skylark. ballads. Yeah. Mm. And, and there's a song called There's No Greater Love. Laura's um, theme. Theme from Laura. I know that's mm. one look of at, look at No, look at my face. Oh, they can't see my face. <laughs> guess what, from Laura. Guess what I was watching last night? <gasps> <gasps> Laura. 
<laughs> she gave your very first kiss to you. That was Laura. Yeah, that's a black and white movie with uh, my favorite, one of the most beautiful women ever. See if I can quickly remember her name as I'm spacing. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, you betcha. Jean Tierney. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Stunning. I can ask, I have an easier question. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, this, you, you do a great service to young people and educating them in different ways. You open your closet and look inside. Tell the audience what you see. Yes. (sighs) (laughs) 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 Well, I have a, uh, I paid a lot of money for an organizational wood, you know, the Mm, panels and the drawers and the thing. I have a lot of sport coats because I, I look good in sport coats. I, I do have, as I mentioned, I'm really opening up. As I lift weights, I have slender arms. <laughs> yeah. I'm the yeah. sl- I look like a, a shirtless 18-year-old Peter O'Toole. I just look like kind of – I'm sure he never touched weights in his life. But, <laughs> no. But um, I, I have a lot of sport coats, and I have it, – it's weird. I really like penny loafers, and I, it's hard for me to find the, the right penny loafer. I don't like the little Italian loafers that are, are dainty. I like them to have a little bit of bulk. Yeah. There's yeah. a, there's actually a company that I keep seeing these pictures on Instagram because once you once Click you hit on, on a loafer then they bombard you with all yeah. these loafers. There's a company on the East Coast called Alden A L D E N and man they look nice. <laughs> and I and I don't have any yet. There I can't. I want to try. I have to try them on at some yeah. point. My know? cousin Chuck's in the shoe business. I can send you some Aldens. I'm sure we could. Oh, what nice. are you, what are you what are you 13 Size slim? Tw- oh, I love saying this. I love saying mm. this. 13 in Nike, 12 in Prada. <laughs> 12 in Converse, 13 in Nike. It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. wow. So that's in what's between. in my closet. Yeah, the music no, stuff, I could talk music all day, but it's just, you know, I, I, the interesting thing is when I was in high school, so forget the, the Sinatra and the Nat King Cole that my dad turned me on to. I always liked that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the old, the American songbook. Yeah. But I listened to soul music growing up, so I didn't listen to white rock and roll. And uh, I listened to Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Barry White, and Prince, and all that stuff. And I was irritated by my my friends who liked Ario Speedwagon and uh, <laughs> yeah Fog Hat. And what's the what's who did I who did I'm sailing away? Sticks. I'm Sticks. Sticks. I, I hated. I'm sailing away. I hated that. Yeah. Now I, I'm more accepting emergency. now. But like the other day, I played a song for my brother that's not in my wheelhouse. So I don't know white rock and roll well. But I, I played I said, I remember this song. And I played it. And it was, a, it was at Royal, uh, Royal Hall. And it was the Who uh, Can't Explain. And it was such a cool guitar riff. And Pete Townsend yeah. goes, can't explain. You know, it was so yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you get lost on YouTube with all those, oh, all yeah. those videos. Great. Yeah, I would highly recommend, if you like that, there's... Um, I'm sure you've heard the song uh, "Can't Find My Way Home" by Blind Faith. It's the Steve sure Winwood's band yeah. from the '60s. But there's you can watch him playing it solo in front of a crackling fireplace in England, and it's just <laughs> the greatest. Um, like the fi- the wood pops like right. right. It's it's amazing. So I love. I love when people cover songs that I like because it's it's a, like an homage to the song. Obviously, yeah. it has to be done well. But I have always liked I'll Be Around by the Spinners. It's just dynamic. And yeah. Hall & Oates, they do it. 
And it's not as great as I thought it would be, but it's still pretty cool because it's such a great song. And I love Daryl Hall. I think he has an He's underrated voice. Great, know? great. One of the greatest white soul singers. Absolutely. Of all time. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Where's I'm going to interject another question. Where's Goldie? Yeah. <laughs> so every single show we did, everyone you interviewed, the guest sat to your right. Can you not interview left? <laughs> I can, but it's uh, it's an it's a it's an ode to Johnny, the greatest talk show host of all time. Yeah, and uh, no, it is. Uh, I actually do have a better side, and it is my left side. So looking at the guest, it, it also is that. But it was, yeah, I can do both. I'm as a basketball player at North Carolina State once said, I'm amphibious. No, uh, they said you shoot with both left and right hand. Yeah, I'm amphibious. <laughs> Ask me more questions. This is right, I got another question. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Goldie. <laughs> so, you grew up in Minnesota. Yes, sir. You go to college in Montana. Yeah. When you power. finally get to Hartford working for ESPN, does that city seem amazing to you? <laughs> Bristol. Well, people were making fun of me. At ESPN, because I was the only guy living in Hartford, because Hartford was a ghost town at that point. So everyone else lived in West Hartford and uh, surrounding suburbs. But I had just moved from Carmel, and I one of my favorite things to do in Carmel was walk around the village and not have to drive. So I said, I'm going to live in the city. And I actually lived in an IM Pay building. I lived, it was oh. six stories Ooh. high. I had to overlook to park. It was, I was on the, the top floor. Again, it was a bit of a ghost town. There was, uh, Congress Rotisserie was a nice place that made me sandwiches, and there was the the Hartford Whalers played at the uh, the mall, the Civic Center there in the mall, right ne next to a Ruth Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> Ruth Chris, <laughs> and yes. here's a name that no one will. I, I, if I don't think Alec will know it, but there was a guy, a singer you have to hear named Kenny. No wait, what was his name? Kenny Rogers. I think it was <laughs> Loggins. <laughs> no, I think it was Kenny Rankin. Let me just make sure that's his name. You guys have never heard of Kenny Rankin, right? No, no, no. no oh unless he's God. part of Rankin and Bass. Um, he his voice, yeah, Kenny Rankin. His voice was distinct. Rankin would often sing notes in a high range to express emotions in his song. <laughs> um, but he, he had a really nice voice. So he, he performed at one of the local bars there. Was he um, on tour with uh, Randy Van Warmer? No, no. Kenny, <laughs> and did you, I mean, did you ever have guests uh, when you were uh, living there and said, now let me show you my Hartford? I got to tell you, there, there wasn't... My hours were so bizarre. I mean, I worked at 2 a.m. I got home at 4 or 5 in the morning, and I was... Yeah. I told this recently on uh, Rich Eisen, but I was in my 30s and I was uh, tired the whole time because of my hours. And there's also another story which I can tell you about being fatigued my entire life, which is interesting. But <laughs> I said I was so tired because I would work, I would go live at 2 a.m., get home around 4 or 5. Sometimes if I was hyped, I would stay up to watch the replay to see if I did a funny joke. I wanted to see <laughs> yeah. a joke. And I'd eat breakfast. I, I, so I was always tired. I went to the doctor and I said, I'm tired. Should I start drinking coffee? So I, he said, yes. And I started drinking coffee, which I, which <laughs> I love. Doctors. Yeah. But, but I, I, so I was in my thirties. I don't know when you guys started drinking coffee, but I started at like 35 years old. Same. Yeah, I, I think I was in my thirties too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not <laughs> the a, it's second not... I got out of my parents' house, I was like, I'm going to show them I'm a big boy. <laughs> I started guzzling coffee. <laughs> So when well, I was, I, I, can I tell you my favorite Sports Center joke of yours? Yeah, it was the preseason NBA, and Charles Smith 
Oh. Had this killer dunk. I People and, mentioned that one. I mean, yeah. do you want to say it? Or I can say it. Or you, Go you ahead. You say, say it. it. No, you say it. Charles Smith. This is his time of year. Oh, this is his time of year. Preseason. You know. But do you have a favorite like moment from Sports Center that you remember? Like one of those jokes? I because I you've told me some over the years, and there. I'm going to tell you a ones. couple, just because you can cut this out. You can cut this out of the show. No. And I, but I want to see if if Alec, if you guys can hear this. This guy's yeah. voice. You ever heard the song When Sunny Gets Blue? Mm-hmm. When Sunny Gets Blue. Blah, blah, blah. You ever heard that song? Yes. Or no. Yes. Oh my you, oh, Janice, you know it? Yes, yes, yes. She okay. knows a lot of music. Yeah, she's she's in the music world. Is it where should I, I hold it? It's, no, it's good. We can hear it, yeah. It's okay. perfect. It's when you hear his voice. Long intro. <laughs> Listen to his voice. Unreal. Nice. There's that old Hartford soul music. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to send That's you this, good. Alec. It's, yeah, he's, he's unreal. He, he's, I, I believe he's passed away. He's unreal. He was under one of these underrated singers that had a range. Yeah. That was, yes. I mean, when yeah, because when he sang Blackbird, he, he covered Blackbird. Oh, nice. oh. He yeah. hit that first blue, and it sounded like he was going to be kind of a lower guy. But yeah, yeah. He, he, he goes way, way up. Uh, Goldie uh, what asked song me goes a... fastest into the chorus? What's that? What song goes fastest into the chorus? I don't know. I don't know no, that you, well. you know. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I thought you were asking me about what one of his no. songs. Yeah. Well, there's one that I remember, but you, you, you might be thinking of a different one. There was a song by the Raspberries. Yep. That's, that's the, the one, one right? Yep. Eric <laughs> Carmen. Go all the way. Go all the way. It's like there's no verse. It just goes straight to a chorus. It goes right into it. Goldie asked me a great question, but Goldie, there's one that I really like, and I'm just going to tell it. I just thought it was funny, these catchphrases, and I would always add the word O in front of it. You know, I would go, oh, oh, I called Chris Weber, oh, Weber. Instead of calling, oh, Weber. And then it would, and then like they'd show a golf highlight and they'd show a squirrel first on the opening shot. Oh, there's a squirrel. Oh, nature. (laughs) And they'd go to a baseball game and they'd show, uh, let's go to the the, the Reds and the Mets and they'd show a kid sleeping in his dad's arm and in the stand. Oh, precious. And then we'd go into the game. So, so um, how did I do this? Uh, Akeem Olajuwon was out two weeks with anemia. Oh. oh. <laughs> and I called my brother in the afternoon. I was doing a show that night. We were just uh, shooting the breeze. And I said, uh, hey, Akeem Olajuwon's playing tonight. His, he's over his anemia. He goes, and my brother said, his red cell count must be up. And I said, oh, give me another word for related to blood. He goes, hemoglobin. I said, thank you. <laughs> Fast forward that night on camera, uh, Kim Elijahwan uh, back from anemia after two weeks, and the Rockets hosting the Clippers. We pick it up in the first quarter, underneath to Akeem. Oh, the red cell count is up. Yeah, he scored a basket. And then the next time, then they feed him again. He scores. He goes, oh, hemoglobin. <laughs> and the head of NBA Entertainment emailed me and said, I fell off my chair when he said, oh, hemoglobin. <laughs> oh, the hemoglobetrotters. <laughs> oh, and if he was out with anemia, you could have said, the iron unkind. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. You know, when I was a kid, 
We, we had, in the Midwest, you had basements. I don't know if you guys know what basements are. But they, <laughs> yeah. They don't have them on the East Coast. They have cellars. But yeah, a basement, oh, yeah. it runs the size, it runs the whole length of the house. And you, it's, it's cooler down there. And you would build a den, put up paneling and a little tile. And, a, and you watch television down there. Yeah. So I'm 10 years old. My brother, I'm into comedy, but he's into science fiction. And this movie called Journey to the Center of the Earth goes comes on. It's July. It's cool down there. It's hot outside. It's two in the afternoon. I sleep through the whole movie, and I wake up, and he's he's livid. You slept through the whole movie, you dink. You you're anemic. So I was. That's when I learned the word anemia. Anyways, that's amazing. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember when we first started? Obviously, we. We bonded over sports. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember one, one of your jokes. Can I just say one of your jokes? Yeah, sure. Will Chamberlain, the greatest scorer of all time, passed away early, somewhere in his 50s. I want to say 53. And it was shocking. And you come in, you go, you heard about Chamberlain. I go, yeah, look. And it's because I had it on ESPN. Yeah. And, and they're talking about Will Chamberlain, and there's a crawl. And and then you and you go, oh my God, KJ retired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin Johnson had retired, and you were freaking out about Kevin Johnson retiring instead of Will Chamberlain. The shadow of yeah. Wilt. <laughs> but, no, I re- I remember being very excited because obviously I had been a fan of yours since Sports Center. You know, I was I was the one up at two in the morning watching you do that, and uh, so when when you got in there, I was like. Craig, I know you got buddies still on SportsCenter. I got a few home run calls. Can you send it to them? (laughs) And they use them. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah. because I sent one. uh, I believe you gave one to Kenny Mayne that was he meant to do that. Uh-huh. And then there was one for your buddy John Anderson, which is uh, right. oh that that ball gets small and over the wall. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I remember oh I heard God. them on there. It was like a crowning achievement. You know, it he is. gave me one, and I can't remember when I did the 25th anniversary with Dan Patrick Sports Center with Dan Patrick. Yeah. I you gave me a home run call, and it was something like boy meets ball. Oh yeah, I don't remember right. how it went. Instead of boy meets girl, it was boy meets ball. Yeah. Boy bonds with ball, or boy meets ball, and then awesome. Now, so we're talking. <laughs> oh, there it is again. It is funny. I, I enjoy it. It makes it, it makes me it makes me happy. It, may, it puts yeah. me at peace with the world. Well, then it can't know? be that bad, according yeah. to Cheryl Crow. I, I wanted to talk for a minute because bef- before we started. You were, we were getting some technical issues worked out with your, you know, couldn't hear through the headphones, all that kind of stuff. And you noticed I was giggling and Mm -hmm. you, you commented that, that nothing makes me happier than watching you struggle (laughs) with technical Technical. difficulties. And you know that, that, that traces back to the late, late show with our wonderful director, Brian McAloo. We'll we'll have that ready for you in a moment, sir. Like there, (laughs) there was something so funny about watching people fail you and then you being disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Like when we had, when you had, we had written a bit like in the last couple hours and then it was clear that they just never even saw it or didn't prepare for it or whatever. (laughs) And you would be sitting up there during rehearsal and go, okay, so nobody saw this. Okay. Okay. So nobody knows what this is okay that's frustrating okay like, <laughs> for some reason that was that's just you did hilarious. a uh, once years ago you did an impression of me in rehearsal do you remember what it was no oh I, i'm gonna do you doing me in rehearsal okay i love this this is in, this is in rehearsal obviously so do we have an over the shoulder that actually matches the story okay i give up 
<laughs> no, I, so I, I have give co-opted a... that phrase because I and I picked it up off of your frustration in rehearsal when you, things wouldn't go right. You go, I give up, I give up, and I, I find myself now I'm in rooms, you know, run, running shows ten years later, and it's like you know I leave the room and I come back. Hey, do we have this scene ready? No one's pitched on it. It's not ready. I just go, oh, okay, uh, okay. I, I give up. I give up. And I get, I, I get it now. I yeah. get it. It's well, so here's, frustrating. Here, right. Here's my here's my thing. And tell me, and let's analyze this. Um, Janice, just to let you know, you probably already could tell I've never been to a therapist. Uh, <laughs> I do I do self-counsel. It's called self-counsel. I'm starting up breaths. again tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but let's analyze this. So when I say I give up, for me, it's a release. And it, it's like an exhale. It relaxes me. Someone else might say you're being negative, Craig. I go, no, no, I'm owning it. I'm just letting it go. I'm letting it go. But I also do this. I say it throughout the day. When I'm tired, I say, God, I'm tired. And it makes me feel better to say to that. Acknowledge it. And That's then my significant other may say, well, you're being negative. Don't keep, if you think you're tired, don't. I said, no, it's a release for me. Let me just say I'm tired. Then I feel better. Oh, I feel That's interesting. Fr- I re- you feel I'm less refreshed. tired? That's interesting. Yes. Oh, That's correct. Wow. That's Freud wouldn't know it. what to do with me. No. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the rehearsals. So we, yeah. this is a bit of an understatement. We didn't start on time on the shows <laughs> because we had so many technical things and so many, you know, over the shoulders and tapes and yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, Letterman would always start on time yeah. is what I was told. And I uh, did his show. And uh, once, or more than once, but one time I was doing a show and I was going to do the one minute Zoom and they wanted me to rehearse it so the cameraman knew what to do. And there was this ethereal music or dynamic music that would play. Yeah. The rehearsal was so tight, they just did the camera thing. And I said, make sure you play the music. But we didn't have time to rehearse it because they had to start. Right. On time. Right. Yeah. So live, when I'm doing it, they don't put the music in, which oh. adds so much. Yeah. Yes. Of course. And the they, added it, they added it in post. And the producer said, Dave is really upset that they didn't add the music when you were doing it. He thinks it's Bush League, and he apologizes. I said, no problem. But it would have been even better, but it is on YouTube now. And I used it on my, my Instagram, yeah, that the one-minute one Zoom. Zoom. hilarious. Yeah. That was written what? by Rob Burnett. Ooh. Yes. Look at that. Well, so now we're talking, we're talking showbiz. I think, and, and Goldie just said that he now can relate fully to the I give up sentiment. And I think as we've kind of hinted on in this podcast, like all Goldie and I want to do is give up. Like all we want to do is be able to just kind of give up. So let's talk for a minute about when you decided that you're, you were done with late night television and not to say that, Oh, you gave up, but you went out on your own terms. Right. And I think at the time, People, some people may have scratched their heads at that decision. A lot of people, most people. I think in retrospect, I can see, and anyone can see it on Instagram, like you lead one of the happiest, most contented lives that that I've been a witness to. So I would have to say that in retrospect, that decision was probably great for your mental health or for your, you know, for your life. So what, what were you kind of... How did you feel about that? Did you care that other people cared? Or, you know, how did that go for you when it was, when it was done? Great questions. <laughs> I know. I tend to no, do no, that. No. I ask like seven at once. On a side note, it is a great question because I, ta- I actually love talking about it. Sometimes when you interview somebody, 
you you don't you're, it's not the smoothest question. Yours was good, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Was. No, no, yours, yours yours was good. Yours was good. But I'm saying once I was interviewing somebody on the Daily Show, Mike Myers. Yeah. And I and I saw him do this with other interviewers. So the interviewer might say a few things and then but take too long and then get and then Mike Myers says, I know there's a question in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. So uh, here's here's what it is. Uh, and and one of my uh, friends was like, "Thou protestest too much." I was so fired up to leave; it was unbelievable. It was the happiest day of my life. I'm glad I achieved it. I was supposed to want to do the 11:30. I was doing the 12:30. Yeah. No desire to do the 11:30. Now, prior to that, when I was at uh, the Daily Show and I was red hot, I wanted to go to Fox and do a be on at 11 o'clock and be ahead of Jay Leno and Letterman. They started at 11.30. Yeah. Yeah. But Fox wasn't doing anything. And I got this opportunity, and I wanted to get the hell out of The Daily Show. That's a story for another day, completely dysfunctional. Yeah. But that, I always say creatively I was bored because I don't care about pop culture. I don't care about these jokes. I have a weird sense of humor. It is, it's on my Instagram. And yeah. I always thought, even though it's a long shot, I said, the best thing I do, which I probably never will, there's a scripted character I could play on television, an aristocratic pompous, you know, yeah. th that could, that's what I would want to do, or I don't really want to do anything at all. The other thing I'll tell you is that show was not set up. I've never told this, but it's not, it wasn't set up for victory. In my opinion, it was set up as a placeholder and I understand it. Dave was losing to Leno. That's, yeah. that had to be devastating, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there were a whole bunch of things. And I just, the, the, there, there's a responsibility you have with doing those shows. You have to tiptoe with certain guests. You know, the publicist yeah. will get livid. He, he's not doing your show again. She's not doing your show again. Right. You know? Good. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and so it was, it was something that I really, really wanted to do that show, the late night network show, as opposed to a cable show. It was a big difference back then between cable and network. Yeah. And I wanted to do a traditional Johnny Carson show, not a news parody. So when I got the show, I, I, I exhaled. And <laughs> I, I, I got the show and I said, don't ever complain, man. This is amazing. Just enjoy this. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know if I've answered your question, but it was w when you make a decision like that, you really don't care about what pe people are not going to get it. Right. Now, some people get it without an explanation. You know, they might say, oh, he's down to earth or he just doesn't, the dysfunction or he's not the addiction to tell of the stage and television. But it was uh, very cathartic and very exciting to get the hell out of town. And I yeah. kind of, you know... It's a fascinating out. decision to other people because every time I've, I've met with someone of a higher profile, and I think I've told this story on the on the show before, but so I had a meeting with Tina Fey. You know, after you were leaving, I submitted a bunch of jokes to Saturday Night Live, and I was one of the finalists for that weekend update writing job when she was doing the news. And they flew me out to New York and, uh, you know, put me up at a hotel, and I, I meet with her, and it's this big deal. And, and the first thing she says, like, so Craig Kilborn left, and she was just like, I mean, what's he like? Why did he do that? Like, I think other people want to get out secretly. Yeah. And they're, and they're sort of looking at you and in their mind navigating, like, how was he able to make that decision and what does it mean? Because we spent a half hour talking about your decision to leave. And at that time, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. At that time you know, it, it wasn't like she was digging for gossip. I think she genuinely wanted to understand it. And I, I always just gave a sort of capsule version of what you just said, which was... I just think he had, he just felt done with it. And then they would say, 
but what really happened? And I was yeah, like, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, right. I, right. You just didn't no, want to do it, it. I don't think. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's for me. It's exhilarating, but I it, it I don't I expect people. Yeah, I don't expect people to understand. There was this guy that I barely knew, but he was a nice guy. And he says, I can't believe, uh, congratulations, you left the show, I can't believe you did it. And I said, yeah, a lot, not a lot of people would do it, I said. And he goes, nobody else would. Yeah. Uh, cool. And you should, you, they don't give awards for it, but congratulations. I don't know. I mean, I, I've explained it. Creatively, I was bored. I didn't think the show was set up for victory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I did, I was driven creatively because I said, there's something else I have which is, again, it's the Instagram. It could be a book. It could <laughs> yeah. be something else. It's, yeah. some, it's some weird thing. I mean, there, there are people, I've, I've had uh, interviews with executives who like me, and they say, where does this come from? <laughs> and I don't, I don't deconstruct. You know, talking about the sensibility. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, does he, do you really wear an ascot? I go, no, I, I've never worn one out of the house, but I, I don't know why <laughs> I wear it in the house for these pictures. <laughs> yeah. and, but I don't, like, I don't like deconstructing it, but I... I do. I, I've, I've read about people. There was some guy, some writer who lived in upstate New York, and he said, you know, my wife and I, uh, we have a country home, and our kids are gone, and we still get dressed up for dinner by ourselves in our dining room. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, I think it's so cool, uh, but it's, yeah. it's eccentric. But if you look at the timing of it, too, I mean, it's because you what Fallon has to do now, where it's like, you know, and Taylor Swift's coming on, and we're going to play beer pong, and I'm going to put a yeah, index a card on my forehead, and yeah. she'll have one on her forehead with celebrity names, and we'll get... And it's like, I can't picture you doing that. Oh, you, you would it, hate it. Wears, it. it wears me out to think... I always thought... Even with some of these news, these political news shows, but mainly late night shows, it's filling an hour. You're filling it. And I don't believe in this. Yeah. I don't believe in this bit. I don't believe in these jokes. Yeah, I got no, to do this. You used and to sit there quietly for the last yeah, 15 and, minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes the guests, I mean, I, wa I, don't watch, I don't watch late night interviews. I don't know. But yeah. it is, I will say that this, bringing it to the podcast, which, cause I have a little, a little issue with podcasts and I'm, I'm surprised that they're so popular and because it's not short this attention one span. It's people walking <laughs> dogs. That's the popularity. And driving. Oh, because it's, you know, they say we have a short attention span theater in America, but podcasts are long. And mm -hmm. I sometimes listen, I go, God, this is so undisciplined. They're just, they're just talking and we're not accomplishing anything. Oh, there's something good. There's a good thing. I like hearing them talk about that. Yeah. They're talking about how much they like the offer and how much they like Robert Evans. That's interesting. Yeah. But I didn't care that, you know, Bob had uh, a really nice latte this morning and he's wearing, you know, like, <laughs> right. so my thing is when you did a late night interview, you would have bullet points that you found interesting, hopefully, and you talk about that. Yeah. There were yeah. different can, guests. Can I that, attempt to ask you an interesting Barbara Walters style question? Yes. Sebastian, the asexual icon. Is he happy now? <laughs> you know, I, a couple of years ago, I actually texted Alec and said, hey, should I put a clip of Sebastian on Instagram? And Alec said, uh, I wouldn't because, <laughs> because times, because times have changed. Right. I feel like he's now the voice of a generation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, uh, I had this thing where I always, I like to come up with original stuff, but I said, I'm going to do Sebastian, the asexual icon. It's not original because they had Dieter on SNL and they had Pam or Pat. whatever on SNL, Pat, Pat, Pat on SNL. But I did it anyways. But it was it was popular. You guys wrote some great stuff. That was very funny. 
Well, you, you nailed that. You nailed that. But it's not appropriate now, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. You you can get away. You have you have a a unique brand dynamic. So I mean, <laughs> you could somebody. Somebody told me the other day, I, do I use the word dynamic too much? Always. So yeah. much. Is it but too I, much? What I else should I say? It's, it's robust. It's, it's, it's effervescent. It's, oh, it's yeah. Dynamic is a very good word, I have to <laughs> say. No, but what, what, should, what should I say instead of dynamic? Unique. Care, yeah, unique. Like, it's a, dyna- it's a unique song. If a song is dynamic, a song is uh, inspiring. I don't if know. a singer's voice is unique, it can also be dynamic. Right, um, like Bowie has a unique voice. It's also dynamic. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one. Dynamic. <laughs> Have you ever heard him sing uh, "I Love You, Baby"? I love you. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. And if it's quite all right. Yeah. Um, well, Craig, thank you for your your candor. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> know, always end on Humperdinck. It, so, Craig, you're awesome to even be here. Thank yeah, you thank again you. Thank you guys. For, yeah. for plucking uh, me and Goldie out of obscurity and saving our lives. So well, that's, yeah. that's uh, amazing. You know, again, we've really When we hit 1,000, we'll have you back. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, so let's now roll into the much-anticipated top five. Top five. Craig, you know that's us singing. <laughs> It was great. You have a great singing voice. I don't know if I've... I've heard Goldie sing, the, uh, as I said, the Morrissey. He's very good as well. Yeah, no, JC <laughs> blended that together with her magical alchemy, so it sounds nice. Let's not forget the Petra Nemkova weather song. Oh, <laughs> Petra Nemkova. So today's top five category, which I picked last week, is top five movies since the year 2000. 2000. It's for the young people, as Craig often likes to, you know, he's all about helping the young people, guiding them <laughs> with a with a well-moisturized hand. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Craig, would you like to go first? What order would, I would you like, like to, to go? go? I would like to go first because it always bothers me if you steal my thunder and say sure. one of my movies. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Go for and, it. And, and quickly, yeah. I... I do on my podcast, The Life Gorgeous, which we've been plugging throughout. Oh, yeah. The Life, Life Gorgeous. Gorgeous podcast, the Sir Craig Kilborn YouTube channel. I do top five movies of all time. Yeah. Mm. And some people find it intimidating. The Graduate, Chinatown, oh, North great. by Northwest. Yeah. And so. You named two of mine right there. Yeah. So Alec and Goldie wanted to handcuff me to say <laughs> since 2000, knowing I've only seen three movies since the year 2000. <laughs> but, one, of the, one of them is Euroed Trip. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No, but uh, so quickly, uh, I was going to do quotes from the movie and see if you could guess them, but I only can do a quotes from a few of them. Do but it. I'm going to. I'm not going to do Gladiator. I've only seen it once. I told you yesterday, Zodiac is on uh, my honorable mm. mention. Yeah. Uh, another one on my honorable mention, which is just like a movie that I just, I watched like three times. It's a recent movie called Hell or High Water, which oh, I enjoyed. Yeah. Great yeah, Western. Good. Right. Oh. So here we go. Okay. Uh, sideways is on my top five of all time currently as the fifth one because it's doesn't necessarily belong on my top five for, for all movies, but it meant a lot to me, and, and I rotate my top five, my fifth one. So Sideways was made in 2004. Here's yep. the one I'm really fired up to say. <laughs> I want to see, because I know, I know Alec is, I don't know what if Goldie has seen all these movies, but I know Alec loves it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh. 
Oh, wow. I wow, thought of I've that one. I, the American I, I, version. Oh, it's so good. Come on, man. It's good. I, 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 I don't know that I wouldn't put it on my top five, but I, I liked it. It's sort of... <laughs> It, can watch it over and over again. I've I liked, also seen. I liked Gone Girl better. Oh. Gone Girl was very good, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Scotland. Welcome to Scotland. Uh, oh. Skyfall. No. Correct. Oh, Javier yeah. Bardem. Daniel. I, I'm naming. Wow. I'm naming a Bond movie because I love Bond and I love Daniel I love Craig. Skyfall. I didn't think I would. I didn't think I would love Daniel Craig <laughs> as Bond, but he was. He's. I, he's right up there with Sean Connery. Maybe even better. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, he is good. Wow. Two more. Two more. Yes. Number two. Number four. Two more. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's not doing them in order. Oh. oh, I'm not doing them in any order. Yeah. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, okay. Here's one. Everyone likes Goodfellas, which has done more. What do you think of this one? The Departed. Oh, it's oh, good. Yeah, oh. very good. Great. Love it. Excellent. The acting. I mean, I love Leo, but Matt Damon. I mean, come on. And, and Wahlberg. It's just great. Amazing, I mean, and, the la- and the last great Jack, probably. Do you think, my brother says this, but I, he likes The Departed too, but he goes, Nicholson overacts. I said, that's how he acts. Does he overact in that, or that's how who he is? He, that's who he is. Okay. That's who he is. You tell your brother he's wrong. Got beautiful calves, but wrong about that. Okay, you ready? Last <laughs> yeah. one, last one. Get off my lawn. Yeah, Grand Which one? Torino. What do you think? You like that? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I like that. Yeah, that's a yeah, great list. Yeah, that kid to eat beef jerky. <laughs> Grand Torino. Yeah. This is going to be embarrassing because you're going to name movies I haven't seen because I don't see a lot of newer right. Same movies. with me, though. <clears throat> Who would like to go next? Um, you want to go, Goldie? Sure. Uh, I'm leaving off two movies just because we've talked about them ad nauseum. I'm sideways. leaving off Shattered Glass and Sideways. Okay. Yeah. Both okay. Two of my favorites, but I don't feel like just saying the same thing every week. Okay. That's nice. So, uh, number five, one of the greatest comedies I've ever seen in the theater, Borat. Oh, oh nice. yeah, a lot of laughs. Uh, number four, it's a movie you and I have talked about, not on the podcast very much, but I know you love it as much as I do. The Life Aquatic, mm. the one with Steve Zissou. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay, yes, sorry, that, I wasn't sure which Life one. Aquatic. Uh, number three, again, one of the greatest in theater movie experiences I've ever had. The first Jackass. Ah. Oh, literally that came on and the entire crowd just stood up and started screaming. (laughs) That's not a a movie, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's funny. I would have gone Jackass 2. Wasn't that a little funnier? I don't know. I just, it was just the fact that it was on the big screen. Finally, I think it was like pretty electric. Yep. Um, And number two, in terms of how much I think about this movie, this is a serious movie. It's a documentary. Called American Factory. Oh yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. But what happens when a Chinese company decides to manufacture in the United States, and then they take you to China and show you their factory versus yeah. our factory, wow. and you realize yeah. why we're, we're losing? We're done. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And number one is just for like when I saw it, it blew me away. The spectacular visuals, the fact they had footage of this event, Man on Wire. Wow, oh, docu, yeah, you're, yeah, wow. you're a serious guy. guy. You're a very yeah. serious guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, JC. Yeah, okay, I'll go. Um, well, my number five is Memento. Oh yeah, by, yes. great, 
great movie. I watched Joey it. So- Pants. Does that mean it's actually your number one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, got to back right. it. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, number four is uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Or Grand okay. Budapest Hotel. I love that too. Yeah. That allocates one. it. You did yeah. what? I didn't, and I love Wes Anderson. Anytime just, it's on, I'll watch it. great one. Love it. He's Thank wrong. you, Goldie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Mulholland Drive. Oh. Lynchy yeah, Pooh. Naomi Watts. Yes, what? Um, number two, There Will Be Blood. Yes. Ooh. yes. Oh, yeah. There, we have uh, overlap. overlap. <laughs> There's a, the Andersons are back in our list. Yes. And number one, I just uh, just came out this year. I just saw this. This really, it was a home run for me personally. I know what it's going to be. Everything, Thing, everywhere, everywhere, all at all once. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Anyone, everywhere, always. Staying yes, right in now. the same place. <laughs> <laughs> no, everywhere. Right now. All right, I'm, pa- I'm powering through because right, we're great. losing Craig. Okay, okay, here we go. Number five for me is, uh, as we talked about yesterday, on The Life Gorgeous. Zodiac. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I think Patrick Megan and one of our Family Guy writers described it as the greatest boring movie of all time. <laughs> That's what I, I'm glad someone said that because it does, it's long and it doesn't go anywhere, but I'm just right. enjoying the characters it's, and the vibe, right? Me too. Me too. It's a little like Hitchcock's Vertigo where you're like, yeah. it's, it kind of, well, I just want to see him driving around San Francisco obsessed San Francisco with Kim movies. Novak yeah. and then the Bernard Herman soundtrack. Yep. This is great. Anyway. Yep. Awesome. Uh, and number four for me, uh, is a little film called Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. Loved what? it. Yeah, very Thought good. Thought they should have made two more. Um, I bet if it had made $50 million more million, they would have made two more. Amazing. Number three for me, No Country for Old oh. Men. Love it. <laughs> I almost put that on my list. I know, just fantastic. Number two, I, it, it grabs my soul every time I see it, Interstellar. Oh, right. oh, wait a sec. Can I com- yeah. Are we allowed to comment? Or yes, yeah. comment. Okay, I think I think it should be encouraged. We should yes. just go yeah, 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 yeah. No, you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> so, apologize. Every one of Goldie's movies I never saw, just to let you know. I know that's stunning, <laughs> but that's who I am. I don't see a lot of these movies. Yeah. I, I, and, and yours, I've only seen a couple. But, yeah. but Interstellar, yeah. that's Christopher Nolan. Yeah. yeah. So my brother is obsessed with that movie and Christopher Nolan in general. He's right, at it's, Beautiful it, Calves. It's a long movie. It's it's as my other friend says. I it's too long in the theater. I so I watched it at home in my den, and I have a surround sound, and I'm yeah. on the couch with Princess Cherry. And when they go through the wormhole, the entire oh. den is just <laughs> rocking, <laughs> <and> shaking. <laughs> yeah. And I describe it as dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> dynamic sound system. You know, Interstellar for me. And by the way, uh, you've probably noticed this if you've scrolled through Instagram at all in the last two years. Everybody uses the Interstellar music now for oh. like beautiful videos okay. on Instagram. Right. It's always realize. the Interstellar music, which is fantastic as well. I believe it's Hans Zimmer. Mm. Herr Zimmer yes. has performed <laughs> beautifully for us. And number one, as JC had it, number two is what we like to call Twib. <laughs> Not this week in baseball, but there will be blood. Mm. Uh, nice. I just rewatched it the other day. I think... Uh, I've said this on here before. I think uh, Daniel Day Lewis's performance in that movie is the greatest single acting performance in the history Ooh, of wow. film. 
Wow. wow. So how could I not have it yeah. number one? And also, didn't Whoa. you say that they were shooting No Country for Old Men yes. just on this? So No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood were filming at the same time in rural Texas, two towns oh, apart. And when bizarre. There Will Be Blood had that great scene where they capped the burning well, uh, No Country for Old Men had to shut down their production for two days because the smoke was billowing right into their shots. Wow. I love that yep. story. <laughs> there was something in the water. Uh, anyway, that was a fun list. Yes, thank you. Thank you for participating. Thank and you Goldie, for what do you got for us next week if we're well, even inspired doing Inspired by our guest. Yeah. Top five cheeses. Oh, guys, Goldie, I love this category. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, Craig, give us a little, <laughs> you're not going to get to say them. Throw out a cheese that you love. You love an Edom. Well, I'm, the, the simple thing is I love blue cheese. Yeah. Uh, Stilton blue cheese is, is unbelievable. I tend not to really like creamy cheeses oh, um, wow. because they're not as good for you, but... <laughs> um, I like saying Havarti. I like yes. saying Havarti. We know that. We but, know that. Uh, do you think it's uncouth to put Parmesan on your bolognese? I, I think someone said that, but that's not true, is it? <laughs> can't be I think, true. Only, it can't be because I think it's actually maybe. in the bolognese sauce. Is that Parmesan sounds like oh, something Carson, Carson punchline. <laughs> uh, she, he, he had Parmesan on his bolognese. <laughs> Shredded Parmesan <laughs> on the linguine convongole is wonderful oh, with the delish. garlic and the white yes. wine and everything. But there are a lot. Yeah, cheese is magical. I don't have a sweet tooth. I like savory over sweet. Yeah. Just want to give one last plug to your podcast, The Life Gorgeous, the only podcast available at the Neiman Marcus Men's Counter. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, All right. Well, Craig, we end every show, and we're going to do it today on a high note. <laughs> well, it's always a second longer than I want it or expect it to be. T- Craig, that's Tom Gamble and Max Pross, two excellent writers who sang their high note for us, which we we love. We're Great. very appreciative. Yes. And I'm going to start high note, and I have a feeling, I don't know, gonna, I have a feeling about today's high note. We may all have the same. My high note today is Mr. Craig Kilborn yes. showing yes. up. In his beautifully lit den, which we couldn't quite nail yesterday. And great lighting. But we have nailed today. Craig, Listen, again. Listen, you, sa- you fit into a Zoom window when you're 6'6". Six, six. It's not easy. You can't. You can. And let's, let's keep it 6'5 and a half. 6'6 six, right. six is where it starts six, to get five, freakish. 6'5, I, pl- I can play 5'11 if I have to. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, Craig, now I'll say it again for the third time on this show. I mean, I remember vividly. So my good friend, Wells Wild who also wrote for The Late Late Show, got hired by you guys. He went out there. You were still looking for more writers to hire, and he very kindly said, you should check out my friend Alec. I sent in a bunch of jokes. Very good I, packet. My I, favorite thank, packet. Thank oh. you. I, and I, it's funny because I heard later about that moment where I wasn't there. I heard from Wells that you were enjoying the packet, and there was another writer there, Haji, who was, <laughs> who was, sitting, there, who was sitting there reading the and going, these aren't jokes. These aren't, these aren't jokes. These aren't jokes like that. And so like, that was a very funny behind the scenes for me, but I got a call on March the 8th, 1999, which I'll remember because it happens to be my dad's birthday. I was sitting 
cross-legged in my girlfriend's apartment where I was squatting. (laughs) And I got the call saying I was hired on your show and I just simply had to go meet with some executive in New York who makes sure that I'm not crazy. Like it was the in-person like vetting. Um, But I remember after that calling my mom, calling my dad, calling my grandparents and I, you know, my grandfather shouting on the phone to his wife, Helene, Alex, a contract writer at CBS. You know, so (laughs) it was just, it was, by the way, it was the, it was one of the best days of my life, Aww. and it changed my life forever. And, you know, I get to do so much of the stuff that I do today because of that one moment. And so thank you again for, for having faith in me. Amazing. <sighs> thank, <laughs> thank, that's very nice. You're extreme. Both of you are extremely talented. And if I hadn't hired you... Nobody else would have. No, <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else would have. But no, we had a blast. It was so much fun. It was magical. It was we had so, so many. Much fun. The jokes See, were so much fun. It's I love never been guys- as much fun since. That's <laughs> what I meant. Yeah, you said that. You guys were great on the air too, because I like putting writers on the air because you guys make me laugh. And it Thank was God. Really funny. Most yeah. seamless launch in late night history. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, so Goldie, you want to get to your high note? I know Craig at this point wants to leave more than anything in the world. <laughs> so I'm going to do him the gift of just dittoing yours because it really is. I've told you privately. I'll say it again publicly, and I'll say it again the next time I see you. Thank you, man. It's look yeah. look at this look at this beautiful room. <laughs> I own this because of you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything scattered about this room in a disorderly fashion is I have because of you. Thank you. Thank you, Gregors. Thank you, guys. Very nice of you. Yeah. So, you know, my high note is I I actually didn't know anything about you except from what the guys had said. And I wasn't sure if your bits... like me. No, well, I wasn't sure if your bits were actually real life. Like if you lived a whole... If your whole life was a bit, you know? And when we connected to test for on Zoom and everything, you're just very pleasant, uh, polite, cordial, classy gentleman. Thank you. And it's great. Uh, great, very funny, genuinely <laughs> funny. And it's just yeah, a one on one moments where I'm just laughing because sound, I don't even need to. You sound surprised, Janice. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, well, thank you all, and thank you. Thanks again for being here. And of course, our guest next week will be Craig Ferguson. We want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Don't laugh. Um, I want to thank you all. Thank you too, JC and Goldie, for being thank awesome. You. Thank everyone for listening, and we will maybe talk to you again next week. Next week.